taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC aficionados, it's David Zatella with another episode of PPC Rockstars. And our rock star today is a regular guest for good reason. He's a prolific author. He is an ex-Googler and the co-founder and chief technology officer of the vendor of a great piece of software called Optimizer. And of course, I'm talking about Frederic Velez. Frederic, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again, David. You're welcome. Um, and just to uh, give all credit where it's due to my actual CTO at Optimizer, that's Manas Garg, ah, one of my co-founders. Okay. I've got the pleasure of being the chief executive officer of that company. Aha, uh-huh. apologies. You wrote, and you do write some great articles. This one was in Search Engine Land at the end of August, and the title is Why It's Time to Reevaluate Your AdWords Account Structure. Talking about some of the changes and new features that have recently rolled out in AdWords and how to take best advantage of them in your account structure. So let's see, you start with expanded text ads. What do you have to say about those? Well, so expanded text ads have been a little bit of a mixed bag from the initial feedback. So Google, of course, when they announced these, they had some great case studies of advertisers where the CTRs were through the roof by using expanded text ads. But I think the reality is for a lot of advertisers, they're still struggling in some cases to figure out how to take advantage of all this additional space to really boost CTRs. And so right now we're in a situation where you can still run the legacy ads, at least for a couple more weeks, you can still create them and you can still run them for quite a few months. So it doesn't make sense to do a wholesale switch over to just expand the text ads unless you know that that actually is going to perform better for you. And so the other consideration that I'm kind of thinking about is when it comes to expanded text ads, there's no more mobile preferred option. So one of the things that we do in Optimizer is we have an A-B testing tool that will tell you each ad group, uh, depending on what goal you have, whether it's to drive CTR conversions or uh, conversions per impression. And so sometimes we see that there's differences in performance between mobile ads and non-mobile ads. And so in that case, it makes sense to write a specific ad text for a mobile device and a different one for the non-mobile situation. And now with expanded text ads, that capability has gone away. You write one ad, and yes, you can have a mobile destination URL, but you can no longer have a different ad text for the mobile device. So if that was a capability that you were um, you know, taking advantage of and seeing benefits from, then this whole new system, it may not make sense to switch over immediately. And how that relates to structure, by the way, David, is that you could now conceivably run different campaigns one for your mobile devices and one for your non-mobile devices. Uh, But of course, that introduces complexity into the account. And so you have to know whether this is worth doing based on the performance difference that you saw from having different ads. Right. Well, I I really like your approach here, which you can now create different device-targeted ad groups. In other words, if you have an ad group that excludes desktops by bidding, by using a bid modifier of negative 100%, then that uh, ad is going to go to mobile and tablet devices. 
Whereas in the same campaign, if you have an ad group that excludes mobile by using a bid modifier of negative 100%, then that one will not go to mobile devices. So essentially, you've got the best of both worlds. You've got the device modification uh, with different ads going to each device and all within the same campaign so you don't have to duplicate campaigns. Exactly. And so that's kind of like a, a variation of what we used to have before um, enhanced campaigns came along. And enhanced campaigns, of course, was Google's fancy name for saying you can no longer have a mobile-specific campaign. Everything's going to become uh, one. Right. And it's kind of interesting because I think people ask, does change saw its mistake, quote-unquote mistake. Uh, and when we remember back, there was actually a big backlash against this change, right? Like advanced mm -hmm. advertisers, and so mostly the people listening to this show, they were really upset by this because it took away some level of control that we were used to having. But really what Google as a company had to do is because they have so many advertisers and many of them not nearly as sophisticated as people listening to this show, a lot of people were just missing this whole fact that mobile was becoming such a significant portion of traffic. Um, and people had just completely turned off mobile in some cases. And so Google said, well, let's make it really easy for people to run on mobile. Let's kind of make that the new default. And now two years later, it's very clear to all advertisers, if you're not doing mobile, then you're probably not going to be very successful uh, in the near future. Uh, right. But now that Google's gotten everyone to, to realize this, have mobile campaigns, it seems totally fine to reintroduce the capability for us to uh, to kind of split that off again and maybe go and do something a little bit different on mobile devices than what we do on desktops or tablets. Sure. You know, I'm still frustrated by the fact that the world hasn't caught on to the fact that mobile is so important. I was just talking to a client this morning who gets more than half of clicks from mobile devices and yet they haven't uh, really fixed up the, the mobile expression of their, their website. So their conversion rate is a fraction of their desktop conversion rate, which is really leaving money on the table. Yeah, big wasted opportunity there, right? And uh, I'm still shocked, um, not even just by people not having a great mobile experience, but people having a terrible website in general where it's really hard to find how to buy something, how to right. contact them. Uh, and that's definitely even more money left on the table. Yep. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm a little surprised when in our circles we run into that because we, you know, hopefully we have a strong enough voice that we can convince uh, our clients to, to do better than this and to yep. give us some budget to, to go and fix these things. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of companies, there's a lot of fees and it's, it's not as easy as we often think it should be. Sure. Especially when they've got a fascist IT department. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody that's listening who's a marketing officer or a CEO and, and the IT department is saying that it's impossible or too expensive to, to provide a great mobile experience, uh, just give us a call. We'll, we'll, we'll talk some sense into it. Okay, so let's continue with the discussion of um, device bid modifiers. Um, so what, what's, what exactly is the timetable for... Well, I'm sorry. Let's let's talk about the ETAs again. What's the timetable for uh, legacy ads and, and switching over to ETAs? So what Google has announced is that on October 26th, so coming up very soon here, uh, that's when you're no longer going to be able to create or edit legacy ads. So that's when you can only make expanded text ads. 
-hmm. They have not specifically announced a date when they will stop showing the legacy ads. Um, and so I don't know exactly what's going to happen. My sense is it'll be early 2017 when the of legacy ads going away is going to be real. Um, but at the end of the day, remember Google's still a business. They need to make money. So if they see that some of these legacy ads still do really well, they might be around for quite a while longer. And, and so uh, for us as agencies and, and PPC experts, really the goal is going to be how do we make these legacy, sorry, how do we make ETAs perform at the same level or ideally better than what we could do with the legacy ads? Right. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of experimentation, right? I mean, the, we have so many more characters, we're dealing with two headlines, but we've also heard stories where, you know, you get the two headlines, but Google often shortens them. So if you're in a, a sensitive industry like uh, pharma, then it's, it's really important to know exactly what's going to show up in the ad tech. So right. there's still a lot of stuff people are figuring out. Google is even figuring this out. And then when it comes to the, the display URL, that's a big change too, right? So now right. Google automatically picks whatever the domain is from the landing page. But now you have two pieces of text you get to put in in path one and path two. So usually you'd put keywords in there. You're not required to put in where the user is going to go. Right. Um, so there's a lot of experimentation that can still uh, happen in that arena. And as we find out what these best practices are, and we all learn from, uh, from what we're seeing, and I'm sure Optimizer will share some data about what we've seen uh, at some of the conferences we'll be speaking at soon. But yeah, once we all figure this out, then we can really move on less. Um, exactly. To, to really switch over. Exactly. Hey, speaking of sharing, we have some important messages that our sponsors want to share with listeners, so please don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at ezoic.com and join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with ezoic. That's ezoic.com. Ezoic, make your website smarter. Ezoic is a Google-certified publishing partner. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on Cranberry Radio. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Frederic Valles of Optimizer, not the CTO, but the CEO. 
Um, talking about uh, changes in account structure that are uh, necessitated or, or uh, made uh, clear from the latest changes in AdWords. So let's see. How do device bid modifiers impact the perfect account structure? Well, so we used to have our perfect account structure before enhanced campaigns, and then Google threw a wrench uh, into the gears, and they said, well, you can no longer have a mobile-specific campaign. Uh, now we're getting that ability back, so the change that Google has announced and is now uh, rolled out is device-specific bid modifiers for each device type. So now you can have a tablet bid modifier, you can have a computer's bid modifier, and these can be as low as negative 100%. And so that effectively means that you can disable any campaign from a specific device type. Uh, and of course, on the flip side, you can also increase the bid significantly to, uh, to bid more on the device type where you know you're converting really well. Um, but as far as the perfect setup, of course, that means that if you see sizable, significant differences between different devices, uh, you should take advantage of that. You should run different campaigns. They could have different keywords. They could have different uh, bid modifiers, right? So, so we talk about device bid modifiers, but imagine for a second that now you set up a campaign specifically for uh, your ads on mobile devices. Well, in that campaign, you can have different hour of week bid modifiers, different geo bid modifiers. Uh, you can have different RLSA. This is a remarketing list for search ads. Those are bid modifiers. Demographics are coming. In fact, a lot of people probably already see this by the time that the show is airing. So all of these things, if you see sizable differences in all of these bid modification settings between different devices, now you can act on that. Whereas in the past, you kind of had to make one generic average decision across all of your devices, which wasn't, uh, which, which, which is fine, but it's not going to get you the absolute best results. Right. Um, and, and I think again, what's important here is you kind of have to figure out how much additional benefit do you derive from it and what is your additional cost to manage it? Because obviously once you start duplicating campaigns, now you have to maintain your keyword lists in two places. You have to have twice as much effort to update your ad text. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a cost to that, right? So, yep. so even with a tool like Optimizer, which is going to help you do things much more efficiently, there's still some amount of time you're going to be spending on this. And uh, human labor is not cheap, and, and in fact, I'd love to talk about automation and whether robots will take away our jobs anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But until that day comes, we have to, we kind of have to balance this. Is it worth the additional performance increase to actually go and make our accounts more complex um, in terms of management? Sure. And your advice is good. Uh, there's some overhead that's endured with every one of these micro-targeting capabilities. And you bring up a good point about automation as well. I'm wondering what your opinion is on automated bid management in this context, where if you believe Google's claims, the automated bid management, like CPA targeting, takes into consideration all of these factors, which device is being used, which geo targeted area is more apt to convert than others, and even down to demographics. So the extreme would be just to trust all of the bid modification, and not, bid modification doesn't even work when automated bid management is used, trust it to the automated bid management capabilities that Google has, has built in and is perfecting all the time. What do you think? Yeah, listen, I was at Google, so I know they have really, really smart engineers, but I know some problems 
are really, really complicated, even mm-hmm. for smart engineers. And so uh, an engineer will often push himself or herself to, to really try and go build a great solution to that huge problem. When you and I, as you know, more marketers, so I'm mm-hmm. to sit in the middle. Right. And David, I think you were an engineer too. So, That's right. So, so maybe you and I are not the best examples, but the, the average person would come up with a much simpler solution. And oftentimes that simple solution is not a bad one. It's, it actually, actually works quite well oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would say, you know, use a little bit of caution. Now that said, if you want the best automated solution, Google probably is going to give that to you. Uh, Google has access to data that no company such as Optima uh, can even think about having. Even mm-hmm. if we had the data, by the way, we can't set bids in real time. Okay, that's something Google, only Google can do this at the time of the auction, looking at all the factors that determine this. Uh, and actually, kind of a fun story that I like to tell people, and some sure. people may have heard it before, but at one point, we were evaluating a new factor for quality score. Um, and so we were looking at the real-time component of quality score. So we said, does the lunar cycle have any impact on oh people's click-through rate behavior, right? And if... Yeah. Uh, if we saw that, you know, for a full moon, maybe people were clicking more often on certain keywords, then we would um, increase the rank in that case, uh, right? Because the quality score would be higher. Okay. And so we did the analysis and we found that there was no correlation between lunar cycle and click to the rate behavior. But we asked the question, and that's kind of a crazy thing almost, right? Yeah, so, so think about all the things that Google could, could look at. We have no inkling of even starting with that. Sure. That could be just a a fine strategy for advertisers who just don't have the time to split every hair. I've gotten good results from automated bid management. Even the return on ad spend bidding strategy has improved over time. Yeah, and obviously all of these are improving. And and I would also take the the, the other argument that when Google looked at the lunar cycle, they saw that uh, system-wide, there was no correlation between these things. But if you happen to sell some specific product or service that is actually impacted by lunar cycle, uh-huh. well, yeah, then maybe you should be using that as a factor. And, and Google won't do it for you because they don't have enough data to make those findings. And that's why I'm kind of a fan of having at least some manual bid committed rules. You may see that they work really well for some time, and then there's some algorithm change, and all of a sudden, it doesn't work as well as you expected it to or as you were hoping. And what can you do? Well, right. you can't do anything. It's an algorithm that you have no insight into. Back to manual bidding. My favorite approach is let me think about my business, the factors that matter, and let me measure those factors, okay? Let me figure out the day of the week uh, performance changes and the geog- uh, geography bid modifiers. Right. And so now, over time, I can start layering on top of that. So as I... I have figured out that first level of the easy bid automations or bid settings. I can go on to the next level. I can ask the questions about lunar cycles and all the crazy stuff and figure out if that makes any impact. And that kind of gets us into stuff like the prediction API. So um, you start asking, like, there's so many clicks and impressions for us to see a signal um, based on some correlation to some random factor is really hard. But Google has a prediction API where you can actually feed in the data and they will tell you what the correlation seems to be just for your account. And if you see a strong correlation, well then, yeah, go and use it. Uh, go and figure out whether your bid should be higher uh, based on a specific factor. Right. Hey, you've got another article, uh, section of this article that talks about uh, geographic modifiers and uh, why you don't have to be very specific with geo modifiers because you can get a report through the dimensions tab that uh, guides you 
to what kind of granularity you should use for geotargeting? It actually came off of uh, me participating in PTC chat on Twitter one week. And people were talking about GeoBid modifiers. And a lot of agencies said, oh, yeah, when I build a new campaign, by default, I add all 50 states of the United States. I was like, why would you do that? And mm. they said, well, we do it because that way we can easily make bid modifications. Um, and so that opened my eyes because you could go to Google right now to AdWords, go to the dimensions tab. Even if you're targeting the whole world, that report will tell you down to the zip code level in the countries that have it, what the performance is for each of the different zip codes, uh, each of the different states, cities, et cetera. And so, but, but the reason that agencies still target these states specifically is because the dimensions report that Google gives you doesn't allow you to make bit changes, okay? So now you have an insight about a specific zip code. Now you have to go to a different part, uh, portion of AdWords, and then you have to manually add it, then you have to set in the bit modifier. So now it's like four or five steps to do something, which is actually, should have been very simple. Right. Um, and so in Optimizer, we have a new geo bit modifier uh, optimization, and it basically merges that dimensions report data with the settings. So we'll show you every level of data for your account. And if there's a meaningful insight, we'll help you set the bid modifier. And we can even nice. do aggregation. So we'll tell you, but uh, in this campaign, there's enough data points for the city of San Francisco. Okay, so based on that, we can go and increase or decrease your bid. But then other campaigns may not have enough data for a specific city. But what we can do is we can look across your whole account now and we can say, oh, well, for your whole account, we have enough data for San Francisco, or let's take a smaller city like Palo Alto. And, uh, and so based on that, we can then set the Palo Alto bid level modifier across all of those campaigns. So it's kind of, gotcha. it's solving a couple of problems that agencies have, which is like bringing the data together in one place and also helping you aggregate to a level where you have statistical significance um, and, and doing all of that on basically one page that takes Very nice. uh, 30 seconds for you to, to get results from. Hey, speaking of optimization, our listeners' lives will be optimized by listening to these messages that are coming right up, so please stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Frederick Valles of Optimizer. 
And going into the home stretch, wanted to cover a little bit what's going to happen with uh, demographic modifiers. What, what are they and what kind of capabilities will they provide? Yeah, so this is uh, another one of these announcements that Google made um, at their event. Uh, I think it was all the way back in May. So now they've announced that the demographic will be available on September 19th, or more clearly, they're going to be available starting September 19th. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I, I may have said December. I meant September 19th. Yep. So, uh, and this is going to allow you to add demographic bin modifiers on search. Um, so the type of stuff you've been able to do on the display network to date, um, like bidding differently for different age ranges and the different genders, that's now going to be available on search as well. So it, it's yet another one of these bid modifiers that should be quite useful. Yes. Have you seen any of those in your accounts? No, I haven't. Uh, and actually, as we're recording this, we're just sort of on the verge of these things being uh, available. So right. I'm sure I'll see them very soon. And uh, I don't know if Google actually made a clear announcement about the launch date of this. And, and the way that I picked it up, in case people are interested, is uh, by subscribing to the AdWords API blog. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously the API kind of mimics the functionality in the AdWords front end. So they will often announce things that are changing. Um, sometimes they don't even announce it. And you just start seeing some new stuff in the API. And then you're like, hmm, they might be working on something. Um, so, so it's always interesting to, to look right there. Right. What's interesting to me about demographic bid modifiers, um, as well as remarketing lists, uh, which you've already been able to apply to, to search, um, especially for bid modification, um, is that you know, if, if you think for a second about GeoBid modifiers, for GeoBid modifiers, Google gives you all of the data, even if you're not specifically targeting uh, down to the most granular level, right? So if you target the United States, Google will tell you in California, this is how you do. In New York, this is how you do. And they have the data so you can act on it immediately, even if you haven't targeted it. When it comes to remarketing lists for search ads, on the other hand, you have to associate the audience list to the ad group. And in fact, now you're going to be able to associate that at the campaign level. That's another change we found out about at one of the API events. Right, so, so, and that's a nice one, right? Because yeah. oftentimes people just want to apply the same uh, RLSA across the whole campaign. You couldn't do that up until this point. It was an uh, ad group level thing. Now you can do it right. at the campaign level, um, making things much easier. Oh, that's a great scope. But, uh, but, but even then, <laughs> exactly, right? So, but, but even then, applying it at the campaign or the ad group level, I don't know what my bid modifier should be. Because Google doesn't give me that data until I actually associate the audience. Uh -huh. uh, now, there's this little bug in the AdWords editor, so you can bulk assign audiences through the AdWords editor, but it does it by default um, based on target and bid. Oh, uh, what okay. that means is that as soon as I add an audience, I'm only showing my ads to that specific audience. So it's right. actually limiting who I show my ads to. That's bad. Um, it's not always bad, right? But if that's usually, usually not the case, most people want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... So what we did in optimizers, we have this little uh, just a button now associate, um, you know, tens of audience lists to thousands of ad groups automatically. Um, and we do it based on bid management only. So you're still going to show your ad to everybody who's searching for your keywords, but we start to collect the data about every audience. And now a couple of weeks later, you can come back into your AdWords account and you can look and you can see, oh, the audience list based on people who... Uh, visited a certain section of my website. 
they seem to perform, they seem to convert 20% better than mm-hmm. everyone else. Okay, so let me go and change my bid modifier for that group by 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so it's, it's, uh, that's one fun thing that you can do around demographics and audiences nice. to, uh, to really improve your performance. Well, Frederic, we have come to the end of the show again. These always speed by. We should uh, we should it do is. them three three or four times a week. Anyway, um, where can people see you speak next? I know that this is being broadcast after SMX East, and we'll see each other there. Uh, where where are you going to be after that? So I will be at PubCon. I'm going to be doing a oh, full day training session on automation. That's going to be October 10th, I believe. Yep. I'm also going to be speaking about scripts at PopCon, and that's at the regular show, so you don't have to buy a ticket for the, uh, the master's class. Of course, I'd love to see you at the master's class for the full-day automation workshop, um, but I'll be speaking at the general event as well. And then I will be in the tool. That's where I'll go into whether robots will be taking away our jobs and what the uh, future holds for PPC. So that should be a cool. fun one. I will be uh, there. And then I'm also going to be cool. You're coming to the Czech Republic with me? Nice. No, no, no. Um, and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna go to HeroConf in London, which is at the end of October, doing a keynote there as well as a, a session where I'm gonna talk about ten ways to automate your account with scripts, um, and each of those ten points will come with a pre-built script that people can use and uh, take advantage of that same day. So it'll be a busy conference season. Yeah, um, true. Be writing a lot for Search Engine Land as well. So follow me on there, and uh, yeah. That's it. Excellent. Well, also, why don't you spell optimizer? Because this is a tool that I encourage all listeners to check out. Yes, uh, we're vowel challenged. So it's spelled <laughs> O, uh, P as in Paul, T as in Tom, M as in Mary, Y as in yellow, Z as in zebra, R as in Robert. Optimizer.com. Perfect. Um, and if you do search for it on Google, you can click on our ads. And, you know, hopefully we don't pay too much money for those, but we have all the misspelling as keywords nice. in there as well. Very nice. Well, thank you, Frederic. Thank people about that. Sure. And uh, thanks for appearing on the show. We'll have you again soon, and I'll be seeing you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me, David, and thanks You're everyone welcome. for listening. You're welcome. And listeners, boy, was this a good one. Uh, but we have an even better one least is good coming up very soon so come back for another episode of ppc rockstars
The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 